And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we're excited about today's program, as we will be talking about signs of the last day. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss today's program, because it will be one that is going to open up your eyes to the understanding of the Word of God. Those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family, so they can follow along with us as well. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord I thank Jesus. you so much for your word and how, Lord, it's a light to our feet and a lamp to our paths so we know your will. And we can discern these evil times we're living in. So I pray, Lord, that you'll open up the Bible today so we may understand you. And we thank you, Lord, in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Again, you tune into a truth will set you free Bible prophecy edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And again, you're tuning to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. For those of you again that are following us on social media, keep us in prayer and make sure you share this program with your friends and family. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Good to be talking about the Bible with you, brother. We're excited, Nate. And I was going to say, too, can you believe that it's already uh, August, I was talking to my coworker today and I, I said, what happened to July? It seems like it just disappeared. <laughs> uh, supposedly, the older you get, the more uh, time seems to speed by. I, I think that's true. Well, Nathan, uh, what are, are you saying that we're getting old? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, older, older, <laughs> older but uh, yes, I, I think we're starting to see it. I, I know middle age is an old age, but it's one step away. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I guess I guess we are getting a, a, a little gray there, right, Nathan? Uh, yes, uh, definitely a lot lately. <laughs> well, that's a that's a that's a sign of wisdom. I hope so because uh, I'm I'm starting to feel it too. <laughs> well, Nate, I was going to. We always have a lot of fun. We always kid around, but uh, you know, maybe there's someone who's new to the program here and they're not aware of what we do or how to get a hold of our resources. Might you be able to share with them a little bit about the ministry? Well, absolutely. Well, Vic and I are both uh, evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that quite a number of different ways. Most people know about our ministry from our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which airs on all the major networks, and it's now in its 19th season. And uh, I'm the internet evangelist, so most of the, the ministry I do is online. Of course, I speak at conferences and churches like Vic does, but uh, you can check out our website and talk to me through there at ChristinProphecy.org. Oh, amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, for those of you that are new to the program, take a hold of these wonderful resources because these are the times when we really need to educate ourselves and be encouraged in the things of the Lord. Uh, Nathan, the reason why I say encouragement, because boy, every time we turn around, there seems to be some discouraging news. here, And now here we are again with the uh, uh, COVID pandemic and possible closing in the U.S. And it, it's challenging times, but it shouldn't surprise us, right, Nathan? Because the Bible speaks a lot about the things that we can expect in the last days. Yeah, the Bible is resplendent with prophecies about what things would be like leading up to the last days. The, when we say last days, we mean the end of the church age, which started on the day of Pentecost. And that ends with the rapture of the church where Jesus Christ will come and take those who are saved off this earth and up to heaven to be with him. Then the earth will proceed into a tribulation time period, a 
seven-year time period where God will pour out 21 judgments upon the earth to judge it for his sin. And through all that, a remnant of Jews and Gentiles will come to accept Jesus as their savior. And those who survive live on into Jesus' kingdom when he returns at his second coming and sets up his kingdom here on this earth, a time of peace and righteousness and justice. And I'm looking tremendously forward to that time. And that's uh, that's what our hope is, that the, even though this world is evil and, and it's only getting more, we know that it's going to get worse, but that Jesus Christ is going to come and he's going to end it all. And he is going to finally judge evil and set up his kingdom here on this earth. Mm, amen. And Nathan, that is uh, great news. You know, uh, we, we this week has been also uh, challenging here in Florida. Uh, because of all the different uh, cases going up as far as the coronavirus and people that have not been vaccinated and those are are again um, contemplating whether they should or not and there seems to be just a lot of fear a lot of confusion and that's why I always encourage people listen turn to the word of God turn to the Bible allow God to give you peace and his Holy Spirit to guide you in every decision and then this way you don't have to fear the future or anything that will take place and Nathan sometimes I find that that's really what's happening in our nation is that people because they don't they're not led of the Holy Spirit and are filled with his spirit oftentimes are driven by fear whether it's media or social media or whatever it might be oh absolutely I totally agree fear has been the, the definition of the last year and a half since the pandemic started and as we see is fear mongering they've had undercover reports from directors of, of television, uh, the news, and they're, they say, well, they're, they're making a fortune off of the pandemic. They're keeping people scared and they're perpetuating it. We get mixed messages from people who should know better, like the CDC and our government. Nobody knows what's going on. And, and I wonder if really that's Satan's goal is less about the pandemic and more about, more about getting everybody all fearful and worried. And so as Christians, though, you're absolutely right. We stand on a solid rock. The winds can blow, but it will not knock down our house. We can turn to the Lord as the sole truth and authority and uh, weather these really crazy, crazy time period. Amen. And, and Nathan, that's why we every week we try to always find hope in our messages. We do, of course, talk about the challenges that are happening around the world. But at the end of the day, because we place our trust in Jesus Christ and we know how the story ends in Revelation 22. We have hope in the future. And that's what I believe Nathan Paul is speaking to Timothy as you and I have been looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3 regarding uh, the last days as he begins to outline for us. And Nathan, would you be able to take us there to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2 and again, excuse me, chapter 3 and open us up again with uh, verses 1 through 3 in case someone wasn't part of our programs in the in the past few weeks? Yeah, yeah. Well, if not, check it out on ChristandProphecy.org, our podcast section. We have The Truth Will Set You Free. You can go back. Of course, Vic's got them online as well. And you can check us uh, out again, ChristandProphecy.org. All right, let's go to 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 3, which we've been covering over the last few weeks. And it goes, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slandering, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, and uh, to finish the sentence, verse four, traitors, headstrong, haughty, 
lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God, having a form of godliness but dying in his power. And Paul warns, and from such people, turn away. Wow. You know, Nathan, you and I, we started opening this passage up, and it's one that um, so many uh, are, are using uh, to show the world around us what the reality is. And we like to say the last of the last days, because I believe that that's sort of like what, we're, what we are noticing. And you mentioned last week in our last study how the days of Noah were, Nathan, and how we compare the, that today. And literally, we can see the correlation there. But before the Lord returns, how the times were uh, to be. And, and Paul addresses us here as perilous times will come. And you would agree, Nathan, the perilous has in it danger. <laughs> it has in it problems and trouble, much like what we're noticing today. Yes, and we got to wonder, why does the Lord allow perilous times to come? It's because the Lord will judge the earth for its sin. But because he's patient and merciful and graceful, he allows mankind to continue on in the hopes of a remnant being saved out of that. But at some point, at some point, the, the Bible compares the Lord's wrath like a cup. Eventually, it's filled up. It's filled to the brim and it's about to overflow. And that's when mankind has gotten so evil that it's time to judge the world. And that's very similar to the time, let me say the same as the time of Noah and the time of Lot, where the people were so evil, as we just read here in, in 2 Timothy 3, that the Lord had to finally judge them. I mean, they were just too evil. They were doing too many horrible things to each other. And God doesn't want that. He wants people to love each other and to care for each other. But then people are so self-absorbed that they spend all their time thinking of evil deeds and committing evil acts. God steps in. He removes his people first before his wrath comes upon the world. And then he judges it. And brother, that means that in these last days, we are going to see some terrific evil. But it's nothing compared to when God takes the church off this earth, that restraining influence is removed. And the Bible says during the tribulation that every inclination of the heart will be let loose and it'll be just utter, utter evil and pandemonium. It'll look like the Nazi Holocaust to be a picnic compared to the onslaught that will happen during that time period. Mm. Wow, Nathan, well said. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into a truth will set you free as we're talking about signs of the last days. As Paul is saying to Timothy, the perilous times will come. Nathan, I don't know about you, but this past weeks, as I've been watching the news and seeing a new uh, president-elect and some of the decisions that they're making for America. Now, by the way, so people know, I pray for our president. I pray for the leadership. I'm not necessarily in agreement with a lot of the things that I'm seeing, but Nathan, some things are just quite scary, the direction that they want to head uh, our country. And we really need to understand as, as Christians and as people that there's a lot of stake here and we need to use wisdom uh, uh, like never before. Well, one of the signs of the end times with lawlessness would abound. I just think today, uh, you know, for, for months now, the government has been holding back that landlords can't evict people living in their, their apartments or their rentals. Well, who, who's paying them? Who's, they're paying mortgages, you know, to, to banks and things. So it's coming out of their pockets. Well, the Supreme Court and uh, even Congress said, OK, well, we have to end the moratorium. And the president steps in and says, well, this is probably not unconstitutional, but I grant the CDC power 
to continue the moratorium. And you're like, what? I mean, that's the kind of complete lawlessness we're getting. We're seeing our, our president rule the country through executive order. We're, we're seeing that where he's not doing his job of protecting the borders. The new budget for the border that's supposed to have been last year, $1.2 billion, is about $5 million this year. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, everything that's supposed to happen legally is, is just falling apart. And when you have no law, then you have no justice. And without justice, you can't have the proper mercy to those who are hurt by criminals. And that's, that's anarchy. And the Bible prophesies that those perilous times are caused by anarchy. Do you know a good example of anarchy is, it's funny, it's not making the news very much, but if you go and read about South Africa right now, remember how Portland, how horrific that was watching uh, anarchy just tear the streets apart in Portland last year? Well, imagine the entire country is like that in South Africa right now. Horrific, horrific things going on. Yet the world shrugs and doesn't even look at it. But imagine the whole world being like downtown Portland was last year. That's the perilous times that we're approaching. And, and Nathan, and, and one of the things that now as you touch on that, and oftentimes people don't see the progression. You know, you know, when you look behind the scenes, there's so much greed behind it. There's so there's so much uh, power hungry individuals that they 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 talk a good talk, but they don't walk a very good walk when you actually see their actions. And as we look at Second Timothy chapter three, some of the things we notice not only does it say perilous times, but Nathan verse two says, "For men will be lovers." of themselves and just thinking about our society today and just looking at that verse to me it just screams out the times in which we're living in lovers of themselves and nathan there's a word that i was looking up and i'll be honest with you i wasn't a hundred percent uh uh verse on this but it's that term uh narcissistic personality or narcissism right and mm. and, and come to understand that that really derives from this verse here that it has to do with a love of self <laughs> and that's our society today well isn't it interesting how society feeds on that i mean our advertising makes a, a as endless appeals to our narcissism social media oh man social media yeah. is the big narcissist engine ever created i mean people's entire lives are gauged about how many likes they can get or not and their self-esteems are based on that. It's causing the highest suicide rates in, in American history right now. Uh, higher than the Great Depression. Can you believe that? I was reading that. So we have young adults all the way down to middle schoolers and even elementary committing suicide because of their lives on social media. Narcissism abounds. And when you're the center of your own world, you've pushed God out and he's no longer the center world. So what do you lose? I think two of the things that our society has lost uh, they, they're not gracious anymore, and they're not forgiving. And mm -hmm. when you had a Judeo-Christian society that was based on the moral teaching of forgiveness and grace, I mean, think of how what a, a world that's now based on revenge and social justice, which is just another word for revenge. Uh, it's it's You get anarchy because everybody's about themselves and what they can get out of it. It's the complete opposite to Jesus Christ who teaches forgiveness and who teaches grace. And without those two things, I think society can't survive. 
Excellent point. Again, you're tuning to our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, we're talking about signs of the last days. Uh, so, Nathan, absolutely. Uh, again, we're so consumed <clears throat> with ourselves. Hollywood uh, does a great job. Social media does a great job about making it primarily all about us, all about our looks, all about the flesh, to the point that we really are infatuated with ourselves. And some people might not admit it or recognize it, but I always say, you know, you can tell how much you really love yourself. If you take a, a, a picture of a group of people and you look at that picture, who's the first person that you always look for? Yourself. No, somebody. That is true. Somebody made that illustration, Nathan, and it's like, yeah, we're always about ourselves. Oh, absolutely. I was sitting in an airport waiting once in the, young African-American girl, a few seats down, was sitting there posing, making, you know, poofy lips on her phone. And, you know, I can understand doing that for maybe a minute or so, but brother, we're waiting, the layover was like an hour. And for an hour, she is sitting there trying to get the best lighting, the best picture. It, guys were walking by, kind of catcalling her, like, you work it, girl, and stuff, because it was so obvious. But the girl was so utterly self-absorbed with herself. And that's what our culture teaches, that it's about all about us. And, you know, we have these, even when we, we talk about, you know, helping the poor and the needy and uh, all this cancel culture type stuff, well, that's virtue signaling. It's, it's not about the person we want to help. It's about us. Look at me. Look at me. I'm so virtuous when woke culture is anything but virtuous. Uh, brother, I think we're so close. When you Look at the end times as the Lord described. We're in it. We're there. This is a sign of the time that's come true in our day and age. And uh, it, it's scary because it's, it's so many lives lost, such a waste. When you think that we've got the unending grace of God, this loving forgiveness that can cleanse us of our sins. Mm. And we're so busy, busy patting ourselves on the back. What a, what a waste of our time. Yeah, Nathan, and that that we've turned it so we've twisted so many things around, and the enemy is also good at allowing us to do that. When you consider God's commandments, when you consider God's uh, laws, when you consider God's um, marching orders for the believers, it wasn't to just be focused on us and all about us, but it was supposed to be about others, and we are losing sight of that. As a matter of fact, First John. Uh, chapter 4, verses 7 through 12, Nathan, I know we're going to be looking at a few references. Really, some of these passages speak to us about what is God's command? What What is it that he wants us to be focusing on? Not, not ourselves, but, but on others. And I love the way that that is put uh, in 1 John 4, verses 7 through 12. Will you be able to take us there, Nathan? Oh, yes. This, this is a perfect scriptures for contrasting the narcissism of our society. It goes... Verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. Nathan, isn't that a wonder? I, I mean, not once do we see there talking about self-love, loving myself. <laughs> right? 
It's a complete opposite. Well, who's the God of this age, right? It's Satan. And what does Satan do? He does the opposite of everything God says. So if God says, hey, you need to be selfless. You need to consider other people. You need to love other people. You need to put me and your neighbor uh, in a higher priority than yourself. And Satan does the opposite. He's like, no, you're the center of the universe. You're the center of attention. Well, man, that's an empty, empty philosophy that leaves people spiritually dry and empty. If you follow this, if you follow what God says, the guy who made the universe and knows how all things work, then he knows that mankind functions when we are selfless, not when we are selfish. Oh, that is amazing. Thank you. And Nathan, what a wonderful, uh, what a wonderful reminder that is. And today we twist things around. We hear it all the time. People say, well, how can you love others if you don't love yourself? Well, no, we, we love ourselves too much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And how can you get the finer virtues in life if you love yourself? Because when you love yourself, you are self-centered. I, I think a good example, I know uh, George Lucas, who made Star Wars, wasn't a Christian. He was a Buddhist. But I, when he would always compare and contrast the Sith to the Jedi, I always found it interesting. Because Anakin, as he was learning the difference between the two, would say that the Jedi are selfless. The Sith are utterly self-ish. Mm. And if you need a good example, not that we're all going to get red glowing eyes and shoot lasers, you know, lightning out of our face, <laughs> but, you know, it'll become that everything you do is about yourself. And look what look what selfishness did to the Sith in, in Lucas's stories. It, it, it kind of consumed them. They were yeah. filled with hate and anger all the time. Yes, it gave them certain powers, but overall... They were just filled with rage and hate. They had no friendships. They were constantly paranoid. Uh, they sought to seek and kill their own masters. And again, this isn't biblical. This is an analogy. But I think Lucas really caught on to there. He, he got it right that selfishness destroys oneself. And that's what society is doing with our selfishness. We're destroying ourselves over it. Wow, Nathan, that's a great analogy. And by the way, I do love Star Wars. I'm not a, a fanatic, but <laughs> there, there, there are certain things that we can glean from these stories and these movies. And I guess that's why we all love a wonderful good versus evil story, right, Nathan? Because there, there are so, certain things that we can, we can take from there. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think the Lord, knowing that people most people won't tune into the Bible or listen to a podcast like this or, or get, get into the word or go to church. Uh, he uses epic storylines that through people, uh, battles and in uh, legends to, to move people away from evil thought and uh, towards what is good. Now it doesn't mean they're saved, but it means like general revelation, you know, they're, it, the yes. Lord is, prompting them to say, oh, there's a bigger picture here. There's a God in the universe. And then hopefully by the Holy Spirit's leading, they turn to Jesus Christ and become saved. So I, I, I think the Lord has used Star Wars mightily to expound on the, the differences between virtues and vices. I definitely agree. I, and I, I think that is just fantastic. And, and Nathan, again, the, I mean, here we're looking at, again, 2 Timothy chapter 3. I mean, literally, you and I have just opened up the, 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 the verses there in chapter 3. And already there is so much there that we can learn from, from just these few verses. And also, Nathan, um, if we can make our way over to Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39, if you would... Uh, 
if you'll be able to, to jump to those passages. And while you do that, I'm going to be in John 13, verses 34 and 35. Again, as we talk about, uh, you know, where, where does love belong? What is its place in our lives? And Jesus said in John 13, 34, a new command I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love, if you have love for one another. And again, Nathan, you know, Jesus was always talking about the importance of us being selfless, not selfish, of us loving others, serving others. And I believe, Nathan, you would agree that as we focus on others, we really don't have that much time to focus on ourselves so much, right? <laughs> oh. And what's amazing is when, when Jesus said that, he gave us this greatest commandment. He echoed in Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. In other words, all of you. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And he points out that all the laws that ever came, all the moral laws, focus or can be consumed, so to speak, by this commandment, summed up. And I think that's the word I'm looking for best. All of the laws and the prophets can be summed up in Matthew 22 here in what you read, that love God, which is vertical between man and God, and love each other, horizontal between man and us. When you focus on those two things, then you fulfill all the law. I That is amazing. And, and Nathan, that's why it really amazes me how the enemy is so crafty and why we really recognize that we are living in the last of the last days because there's deception today like never before. And the way that things have been twisted around, I just believe that prophetically here, Paul was speaking to Timothy, of course, his time, but also our time when he said, for men will be lovers of themselves. And I believe, Nathan, that right there is really what has been turned around. This is why I believe this is so urgent to people to see how far we've strayed from what the Lord told us to do, from his command, that we're to be focusing on loving others and serving others. And now we see the focus has been turned around to loving ourselves and focusing on ourselves. And for those of you that are part of this program and you maybe you recognize today, maybe the Holy Spirit has convicted your heart and you recognize that maybe you've fallen into this trap of this self-love being self-consumed. Well, we want to say to you, there's hope and the Lord can help set you free. He can help you refocus. And also we want to speak to you. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God and you right now you feel trapped, but you do have a desire to be set free. We're going to give you an opportunity to just do just that by coming to Christ and allowing him to transform that self-love into a love for others. So Nathan, will you be able to speak to that person out there that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can come to him now and allow him to turn that focus so that they will focus on what he wants them to? Well, it starts by surrendering your life. And I think that's why many people don't turn to Jesus Christ. They they don't trust, and so they think they can run their own life. But then they look at their lives and like, oh, my goodness, it's a mess. Uh, you can't live for yourself. It's just going to consume you, as we've been discussing. So it's time to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And that the Bible says that if you believe in the name of Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. So if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, then from the heart, 
pray something like this. Dear Jesus, please be my Lord and Savior. I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be washed. And you will inherit eternal life with him forever. And then you can really know what true love is. Mm, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And hey, maybe you just accepted the Lord and you received the love of God. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 305-992-9537. We'd love to pray for you and send you a Bible and a study guide so that you may grow in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, we're celebrating with you because the Bible says that every sinner that repents is a celebration for them in heaven. But Nathan Jones and myself will also celebrate it and we want to congratulate you. If you're following us on social media, if you want to post it that you received the Lord, we would love to celebrate with you and continue to pray uh, for you. And we want to encourage you, continue to read through God's word and continue to uh, see for yourselves the times in which we're living in. And I believe these are exciting times for the church. So Nathan, again, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but it gets even better, Nathan, uh, as we look at the following programs that you and I are going to do, because these are just eye-opening verses. I think this is a fantastic uh, series, and I hope it's uh, bringing you all hope and encouragement. Awesome. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Uh, Victor Tisa, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. You guys have a wonderful week, and may the Lord bless you.